You know, we really are. I really believe as a church, by the time Christmas comes around, we're all going to in-depth know our missionaries more than we ever have. And we can, I believe, we'll all be able to say them all by name, know who they are, their wives' names, kids' names, and, and just about them. And uh, I'm encouraged at that. Um, my brother just happened to send that like a week or week and a half ago. And uh, uh, a happy coincidence that we, you know, Rachel's doing good with our media. Mr. All over, all over. Um, he wasn't kidding. Um, so we, we scheduled, when I scheduled him, what, April 15th, I think? He's coming here, I think. Uh, we scheduled him for a day here. Um, we literally had like six Sundays to choose, choose from. Like, really, he got booked up quick. So he'll be all over. He tried to cluster him, right, Michigan for a month or two, and then Texas. It's a big circle in Texas, and then out west and uh, everywhere, down south. Um, so he'll be all over. Um, um, yeah, I'm assuming he'll be staying with mom and dad while he's in town. But uh, I got a lot of force space, force base, and... But, uh, no, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them, and uh, we've already got some things planned. And uh, I know my brother, the first thing he's going to want to do is get some steak at some place when he gets here. Uh, amen. If you got your Bibles tonight, I have a, what I think is a short message. Amen. Acts chapter 27 and 1 Corinthians 1. Acts chapter 27 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I believe that's the only scriptures we'll be jumping to tonight. Uh, I really enjoyed this study. Uh, and I was going over this last night. <clears throat> last or A couple weeks ago, we left off where <clears throat> Paul was a prisoner on a ship with 275 other people. And uh, they spent 14 days straight in a Eurachlodon storm. And we know that God sent an angel to tell Paul, hey, you're all going to survive as long as you stay on the boat. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to get you to Rome. And the writer of Acts, probably Luke, we believe, made it clear, real clear, that all 276 souls stayed on board. Uh, remember, they, they, just, they wanted to jump overboard, and Paul said, hey, he basically preached to him, said, hey, that God sent an angel last night. He said, if we all stay on board, we will survive. Acts chapter 27, verse 37, we'll kick off there. And when we were all in the ship, and we were all in the ship, 203 score and 16 souls, that's 276. And when they had eaten enough, they lighted the ship and cast out the weed into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land. But they discovered a certain creek with the shore, into which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in the ship. Brother Shine, would you open in a word of prayer, brother? Acts 27, verse 40. It says, And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves into the sea and loosed the rudder bands and hoisted uh, up the mainsail to the wind and toward the shore. I just want to reiterate it's rudder bands, not rubber bands. Because uh, that's all that came to mind as I read it. Uh, but then I realized I don't know what rudder bands mean. So I had to look it up. 
rudders are oars, right? And those old ancient ships, right, that have those basically two big oars, two big rudders. And they would, when you're not using it, you, you would like hoist them up and you would bang them to something with rope or whatever. So literally, when you loose the rudder bands, you're dropping the oars in the water as in you're ready to start rowing. That's, what, that's what's happen, happening right here. And, and when it was daytime, they could now see the land in front of them, so they dropped the oars by loosening the rudder, band, <clears throat> rudder bands. They lifted up the main sail into the wind, and they were good to go. They're, they're like, hey, we're, we're all in on this one. Verse 41, And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken by the violence of the waves. <clears throat> I got to doing a little study and last night on this... On this chapter in these verses, and uh, I found myself on Google Earth. Who likes Google Earth? I love it. You can just play with it. Um, um, I think I think I, I don't know if I said this from the pulpit or not. Um, on a side note, I was on Google Earth uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was trying to understand the size of China and in in Russia and Ukraine and Crimea. I was trying to grasp all this and look at it. And uh, I looked in downtown um, Kiev. I don't know if that's the capital or not. Yeah, so I looked downtown, and I was just zooming in, looking at things. Did I tell this from the pulpit? Forgive me if I did. And um, there's two things, and this is totally not the message. This is a rabbit, and I'll hit it. We'll shoot it. We'll go back. Uh, two things struck me as, I think I laughed out loud. Uh, there's two museums there. I'm talking within two miles of downtown. Independence Square, that's all shelled in, into pieces now. Beautiful area was. There two museums. One was a museum of jellyfish. I thought, well, that's interesting. But two, are you ready for this? Museum of Toilets. Look it up. They have a website. Uh, I found it quite interesting. <clears throat> um, so, <clears throat> I was back on Google Earth last night. And I was looking at this island and this area where they were sailing. And uh, if you were to, you look at Italy and you zoom in, and it's, it's an awesome thing, right, on the internet. You zoom in Italy, it goes down and it kind of comes up. And you go keep going south in the Mediterranean Sea, <clears throat> you'll see a little island called Malta. That's where, that's where this is, right? But on the north side of the island, and this grabbed my attention, it was so interesting. You can see a bay. Guess what the bay is called? St. Paul's Bay. <clears throat> yeah, I was really intrigued. Um, if you were to go there today, you would see a description of what Luke, presumably Luke, Luke writing the book of Acts, was saying. Uh, you could look and you could, you could see, of course there's a sandy beach, right? Uh, obviously. But there's also a place where it looks like two waters are coming together with like a reef or a sandbar right there. A lot of things depicted. The, you know, the sailors that were all on board, 276 people. Now, they all weren't professional sailors. But certainly a good number of them were. However many, we don't know. But none of them, because remember, they all survived. None of them recognized the island, which would be also fitting for the north part of Malta because that wasn't a normal trade route to Rome, as you could just see the way the map is. So they wouldn't have recognized that. Um I kept looking. Then I was looking at some facts about this place, and um, there's a um, um, the 
right at that bay, it's uninhabited right there. Just, I think it's. Be, I think I read because of the water line and stuff. It's uninhabited, but right there on that in the and then the beach area, right at that St. Paul's Bay, <coughs> there's a statue of Paul commemorating the shipwreck. But literally, right there, like maybe a half mile from that bay, there's a church. Guess what the church is called? Oh man, I, I want to get it wrong. I want to say the words right. I didn't write it down. It's called the Shipwreck of Paul Church or something like that. Like literally, it says Paul and Shipwreck in the name of the church. And I could not figure out what it was. It just looked Catholic-y. Um, I don't know why it wouldn't give me a denomination and I looked for it. Um, but very intriguing. Very intriguing. Um, you know, we forget things. Uh, um, I, I don't. But oftentimes I think people forget that we're reading the Bible. This is history that happened in, in real places that are real places today. <clears throat> On a side note, and this was hard to grasp, but... Um, Within the vicinity of a mile <coughs> of this uh, uh, um, presumable place where Paul shipwrecked, and there's a shipwreck, uh, uh, St. Paul shipwreck church, something of that matter. You zoom out a little bit. I'm not kidding. You can look at it. There's a Domino's pizza and a Starbucks. <laughs> you know, uh, it just uh, if Paul could have seen in the future, it's it's uh, it's something. Amen. Uh, which was a little offensive. Domino's Pizza, just right there at the southern part of Italy, essentially. Like, Domino's, really? In Italy? Come on. Come on. You know, I, I know better than that. <clears throat> Amen. What else here? I have, uh, um, Malta, that little island there, consists of seven islands, and they're, they're named only Three are inhabitable. One has uh, a resort, and that's it. Four of them you can't even, like, you can go walk on, but uh, they're underwater for certain parts of the year. You just can't live there. But it's literally one of the smallest countries on Earth. It's, in 1964, they uh, became their own country. Very interesting. Very interesting. It's so small that Malta can fit into the U.S. 30,443 30, times. Fun facts. I also learned, <coughs> you guys are like, I don't care about these facts. I found it interesting. Uh, it's a popular place to film movies. The movie Gladiator, much of it was filmed there. Uh, Game of Thrones apparently was filmed there. There's a whole list of movies, but I didn't recognize any of the other ones. Uh, but just because it's so ancient and old, Miss Rachel, she is awesome. Wow. That's a really nice thumbnail. Um, Malta, the city of Malta, the downtown, was, they, I didn't put this in my notes, but since you put that up there, um, their claim is that it was the first, the first um, on-purpose design city, like, in that part of the world or something. There's some claim to fame, like it's the first something official city that architects sat down and said, we're going to make this city... Um, interesting but but beautiful pictures i mean you think of like beautiful I I italian pictures malta's full of that right even though it's not italy it's that feel mediterranean sea just gorgeous 
uh, major vacation spots. <clears throat> um, a couple of more interesting things, and I move on. Uh, in, in this country, Malta, there's no rivers, no rivers, no mountains, no forests. Yet they're their own country. That interesting. Very interesting. Um, oh, there it is. I got it right here. St. Paul's Shipwreck Church. That's what it's called. Amen. That's a lot of a lot of useless facts we all know now. Amen. Back to the, our text, Acts twenty-seven forty-one. <coughs> The, the writer, probably Luke, he's describing what's happening. He says, And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from the pur- purpose, and commanded that they, uh, that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea to get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Can I tell you, that's a really significant verse. Can you turn to 1 Corinthians 1.18? 1 Corinthians 1.18? You guys realize that all 275 other souls on board put their trust in what Paul had to say. Paul was literally a man of God that was proclaiming the promise of the word of God and saying, if you would put your trust in the word of God, we will be saved. It wasn't a salvation for eternity, trust in God, but it was a trust in God for salvation for their lives that day. On a side note that the Bible doesn't say, did they all trust in Christ, uh, whether that night or the next day or that week? It doesn't say. I personally would tend to think that they did. They trusted what Paul was saying about God's going to save us if we all stay in the boat. That's just my own thoughts. We can't be dogmatic about it. But at the end of the day, they decided. Remember, they were all going to swim. It was the night before. I, I think it would have been uh, the 13th night. I, I think I'm saying that right. They, they, they were getting ready and they were tied up the ship. They're going to make it look like it, 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 it broke on naturally. And they were in the night, they were going to swim to shore and make it to shore any way they could. But then Paul reminded them and said, hey, we stay in the boat. Uh, God said an angel said, if we all stay in the boat, we will all survive. But we got to stay in the ship. They stopped what they were doing and they trusted Paul. I got to imagine that during that time, there was a lot of Paul telling about who God was, who Jesus was. It doesn't say that. But I'm just imagining, I'm sure there was a lot of talk about it. What else are you going to do? They didn't have their iPods to watch movies on during that time. <clears throat> Look at this, 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Look at verse 21. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by what? The foolishness of preaching to save them that believed. That's what happened that night. It's always been God's will to proclaim his word through preaching. God moves and does powerful things through speaking, through singing, through actions. But God used the route of preaching to get the gospel across. I did a, <coughs> I did a deck for a person. Um, that used to be a youth pastor for a very short time, and obviously it was, um, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, you don't know the story yet, but it, it was on the liberal side of things of a church. Um, 
Um, they, they like the very contemporary um, Christian rock, Christian rap, Christian heavy metal. It's all good, bro, that kind of a thing. And he would have these parties at his house, and, and they would just jam with the electric instruments and the drums. He was actually a, a drummer himself. He is a drummer himself. And, uh, um, and, and, and that's all fine, you know, if they want to do that. Um, but while we're working, he's talking to me, and he told me how, you know, he, he always would teach the kids differently. He wouldn't stand behind a pulpit like he was somebody, like he's acting like he's better than they are or whatever. He would sit with them, and he'd ask questions like, what do you think the Bible means? He, I'd never tell them if they were wrong or not, because that was my style of teaching. Well, that ain't preaching. That was not what God said to get the gospel across. <clears throat> we, we know the Bible says that. We're all Bible believers here. But sometimes, right, we need to look up definitions even though we know what preaching. I had to look up definition of preaching. I want to understand and really get a clear idea what this, what this means and really dig deep and understand the roots of what it says. Webster's 18.28, preaching means proclaiming, publishing and discourse, inculcating. I didn't know what that meant, Brother Tony. I had to also look up inculcating while looking up the definition of preaching. Here's the definition of inculcating. Has anybody ever heard that word before? Thank you, Brother. Brother is the only one. The rest of you, Brother Tony, you knew that you knew that one? Oh, man, okay, there's two. The rest of you, you made me feel better. Amen. Um, inculcating means instill an attitude, idea, or habit by persistent instruction. To instill by persistent instruction. Preaching. Not, what do you think it means? Oh, you could be right. You could be wrong. Who knows? It's all just so spiritual. Only theologians can understand the word of God. That's messed up. That is not how God said to preach the gospel. Amen. Paul literally preached the gospel to every man on board that ship. And every man on board put their trust in the word of God that night. Not necessarily for salvation. They may have. But they were saved that night through putting their trust in the word of God. At the very least, what a foreshadowing of salvation. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Um, what, I, what I like about this, and I was encouraged, is that some made it to land on boards. Some swam there. Some on broken pieces of the ship. But they all made it to shore. You know... And I got to dwelling on this, and, and, and we'll, we'll be done here in the next five minutes, but we could spend a whole series on that. I don't believe for a moment that the whole theology, I use that word loosely, of, oh, we all get into heaven, you know, it's like getting to the post office, like getting to heaven. <clears throat> you might go this way, I might go that way, and we all get there eventually. No, that's just uh, a pathetic excuse. Uh, of somebody that doesn't want to submit under the authority of doctrine, pure doctrine, is all that is. They're trying to justify what they're doing. That's all that is. Um, however, there's some great applications here that we can soak in. We're going to soak this in and then we'll close. But, you know, um, not just Baptists are going to heaven. There's going to be Pentecostals in heaven. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some... Uh, people that are uh, claim the Catholic denomination that would have gotten saved at some point in their life. You know, you pick a denomination and, and people can be saved because denominations don't save, right? So there's going to be a, we're going to get to heaven 
And we're going to have some stories of our lives and, and how they were. And, um, but, but at the end of the day, it's not, oh, you got to heaven this way, you got to heaven that way. No, it's all through the blood. It's all through accepting Jesus Christ, nothing else. We're just going to find out, oh, we were wrong in this part, we were wrong in that part. We were all got there through Jesus Christ. We're going we're gonna to get to heaven and we're going to have stories to tell that are so different. But Jimmy's going to be talking about plastering. I'm going to be talking about roofing and putting nails and water pipes. <coughs> Brother Zoller is going to be talking about calibration. Brother Shine and Brother Riley is going to be talking about uh, 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 neutrons and electrons and plugging things in right and wrong. We're going to have all these different stories to tell. You know, there's going to be some people that are talented and untalented in their life. People that were smart and not smart. People that were teachers, people that were principals. We're going to have all these different ways that we lived our life, but we all got there accepting the, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. At the end of the day, everyone that made it to shore put their trust in the Word of God. Some of them, and when they got to shore, they were probably telling each other, man, I was on the, the, the hunk of hole of the, the, the hole of the ship, and I was hanging out for dear life the whole time, and, and I, 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 I couldn't swim, so it was really tough, and I think I bumped a couple of sharks along the way. It was really hard. Someone else is going to say, man, it was, it was worse for me because I can't swim at all, and I was hanging on to two other people, and I was pulling them down the whole way. There might be some that said, you know what? I quickly made a raft before I went down, and I, I, I was comfortably laying down the whole, the whole way, drinking fresh water that I had saved. Not really, but the point is, is we all have different lives. We all have come from different places. We have different experiences. Um, uh, the things that we deal with in our everyday life, it's all different. Every one of us is different. But the common bond that we have, like they have, they put their trust in the Word of God, and what it means for salvation. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, where you think you want to go, or what denomination you want to claim, although it sure is important, because a lot of them don't point to Jesus. All that matters is that we put our trust in the Word of God for salvation. That's it. That's it. And that gets you to heaven, but man, you want to live a much better life. As far as having peace of mind, peace that passes all understanding. Man, putting our trust in the word of God for everything else. Amen. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna get to heaven and there's gonna be people in Africa that live completely different lives than we ever dreamed about. We're gonna we're gonna meet Old Testament Jews that were under the law. But yet, whoever was born again, whoever was trusting in the Lamb to come, we're going to meet in heaven New Testament Jews. They weren't under the law anymore. But guess what? Just like anyone in the Old Testament, they put their trust in Christ. We're going to meet Old Testament Gentiles, anyone that uh, put their faith in the coming Son of God, just like the New Testament Gentiles that put their faith in the Son of God that came, which, by the way, were the New Testament Gentiles, if anybody didn't know. And as, we're, as I was studying this, I kept thinking of this song. And if it's okay with you guys, I'd like to close with this song. We can stay seated. We can do it a cappella. Can we turn to page 197? God leads us along. 
And let's just close with this song in 